0: Are you thankful that he's yours tonight? Amen. And that you know him by name, Jesus. There's not a sweeter name that I know, but the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm so thankful to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Amen. We want to ask you one more time. I know we've prayed for our needs, but uh, Brother Mark Jones and Sister Sandra, we've been praying for them and lifting them up and he is in desperate need of a touch from God. They're not expecting him to make it tonight, but we want to lift them and their family up in prayer, amen, tonight and lift them up and God would strengthen and encourage them. Also, many of you remember Brother Tyler Stevenson, an evangelist that would come through here quite often and preach for us. His mother passed away this week, and we want to lift them up this night in prayer and pray that God would strengthen them Amen, in this troubling time. Would you do that right now? Would you lift up those two families in your prayer right now? Father, we love you. We thank you for your nearness to us, oh God. I pray right now that you would minister in this hour. God, wrap your arms around the Jones family tonight. Strengthen them, Lord. I pray, God, that you would do a work, Lord, and let your will be done. God, we ask that you would encourage that family this night and strengthen them. God, we pray for Brother Stevenson and his family. God, his brothers, Lord, lift them up tonight. God, let them know, God, that we are praying. God, and you are the God that gives that peace that passeth all understanding. And we praise you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I didn't know if y'all thought I was going to get up after the first song again. Amen. But we're here tonight, Sunday night. And I'm excited about what God is doing. And I would not want to miss one service if I were you. Because you just don't know what God's going to do and when He's going to do it. You just, you never know. We had one get the Holy Ghost Tuesday at a ladies prayer meeting. Yeah. It can happen anywhere, anytime. Amen. Acts chapter 19. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation tonight. Acts chapter 19, verse 25 says, Demetrius called a meeting of his employees along with all the various tradespeople of Ephesus. And he said, you know that our prosperous livelihood is being threatened by this Paul. Who is persuading crowds of people. Not just one or two. He's persuading crowds of people to turn away from our gods. We make a good living by doing what we do. But everywhere Paul goes. Not only here in Ephesus but throughout western Turkey. He convinces people that there is no such thing as a God made with hands. Our businesses are in danger of being discredited. And not only that, but the temple of our great goddess Artemis her Diana is being dishonored and seen as worthless. She is the goddess of all of western Turkey and is worshipped in all the world. But if this outrage continues, everyone everywhere will suffer the loss of her magnificent greatness. If somebody doesn't get a hold of this on fire man of God, we're going to have some problems. If somebody doesn't silence him and put him in his place, we're going to run into some issues here. When the people heard this, they were filled with boiling rage and they shouted over and over, Artemis, the great goddess of the Ephesians, or Diana, Diana, the great God. Verse 32 says the frenzied crowd shouted out one thing and others shouted out something else until they were all in mass confusion with many not even knowing why they were there. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you this question. Why are you here? Why are you here? Look at your neighbor right now and ask him, Why are you here? Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your blessings. I pray right now that you would help me to deliver this word that is yours. It is anointed, God. But I need you to anoint these lips of clay. God, I pray that right now you would speak purpose and passion back into our hearts. Remind us, oh God, as you did that young shepherd boy, there is a cause, there is a reason for us being here. There is a purpose to all of this. Let us get hold of it again. God, let it burn ever so fervently like it did at the beginning. God, right now, I pray that it would fall fresh in this place. That you would remind somebody exactly why they are here. Exactly why they are in this service. Exactly why they are in your kingdom. God serving you and fulfilling your purpose for their life. I ask and believe this tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said amen. You can be seated tonight. If there be doubt out there, then let there be an assurance here. If there be uncertainty out there, then let there be some people in the house of the Lord tonight be certain. If there be division out there, then let there be a unity in here like never before Lest we just become part of the chaos... Because if our noise in here is not making much sense and what we are telling people our God can do, if we are not demonstrating that and we are not letting God move like he wants to move and we are not letting God have his way the way that he wants to have his way, then we are no different than the crowd out there that goes around claiming what their gods can do and what the entertainment business can do and what drugs and alcohol alcohol can do you hear me tonight we've got to be certain now more than we've ever been certain before we've got to know this truth now like we've never known it before you say well I I know about holiness and I know about the oneness of God and I could tell other people about that that's great and that's wonderful but do you know the word is it in your heart is it in you so you could tell other people not only what God has done but what He's going to do, that He's not just saved you, but He's continuing to work in your life. You are here for a reason. There were people in the house of the Lord today that thought maybe, just maybe, they were here by accident. That maybe, just maybe, they were here because mom wanted them to come, or sister wanted them to come, or we're just here with family visiting. But you hear me. Everything you do in your life is for a purpose and for a reason. You may have been the one that woke up today and put your own clothes on and got in your own vehicle and drove to the house of God. But it was by divine appointment that you actually made it into the house of God. It was by divine appointment that you were able to actually come and participate in worship. Because all that you've got to do is say, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, I want you to do it. You've just got to surrender to Him and realize, I'm not just here by accident, but you've brought me here tonight. And you didn't bring me here just to sit on a pew. You didn't bring me here just so I could eat with my friends after church. God, you brought me here tonight because you're trying to get a message into my soul. That you're trying to stir something up inside of me that shakes me. That does what we talked about last Sunday night. That changes my way of thinking. That changes the way I worship. It changes the way I minister. It changes my walk and my talk. There's a reason you're here tonight. You're not here by some mere coincidence. You know, we say, oh, it's a small world. Every time I hear that now, I say, no, it's a big God. It's a big God. You're here by divine appointment. You are here for this day. Who knows, Esther? Perhaps you are here. For such a time as this. Perhaps you have been put in this place, in this season for such a time as this. Perhaps you have been brought to Greater Life Church for such an hour as this one. Perhaps you are living in the neighborhood you are living in today for such a time as this. Perhaps you are working with people every day that you didn't work with 20 years ago for such a time as this. We ask ourselves that question, why are you here? If you've ever felt depressed, if you've ever heard the enemy get in your ear and whisper, he too will come up and ask you the same very question, why are you here? Why did you even come tonight? Why did you even waste your energy? You know you're tired. You know you wish you could have just stayed at home and and not come to church tonight. Why are you here? It's not going to do you any good. You've been at some great services lately and you didn't get that miracle. And you didn't get that breakthrough. What are you contributing? And he would like nothing more than to come in and cause more confusion. But all it takes is someone... Willing to say, I've got to really buckle down. And I've got to get in this word. And I've got to get down on my knees. And I've got to do some soul searching. And I've got to remind myself, why am I here? I've got to ask that question to myself. Why am I here? I'm not here living because God just said, well, you're just one more piece to all of this. And you really don't matter. No, if, if God intended for me to be gone, he would have taken me out a long time ago. Pastor said it the other night, if the devil could take you out... He could have taken you out a long time ago, but the fact is, He can't. The fact is, God does have me here for a reason. The fact is, there is still breath in my lungs, so I will praise Him. The fact is, there is still somebody for me to reach. And there is somebody for me to tell a Bible study to. There's still a reason for me being here. Here's an issue. The enemy, he knows why you're here. He knows why you came into the house of God tonight. He knows why you get down and pray. And if the enemy knows why I am here, and I forget why I am here, then we have a big problem. I'm not here to fill a spot on the roster at church. I'm not here so that they check my name on the attendance chart on Sunday mornings. I'm not here just because Brother Clyde T checked me into planning center. I'm not here just because I have a responsibility and a duty to serve. I am here because of the grace and the mercy of God. I am here because he thought maybe, just maybe if I can get them into my presence one more time, I can speak to them right where they're at and pick them up out of that situation and forever turn their life around. Maybe, just maybe, it will be a Saul on his way somewhere else and I will stop him in his tracks and say, no more will you be called Saul. No more will you be going through the same ritual and the mundane and the same issues over and over and over again. But from here on, you're gonna be a preacher. From here on, you're gonna declare the word of the Lord. From here on, your life is never going to be the same. Why are you on the road to Damascus, Saul? Because God ordained a divine appointment to stop me and to get a hold of my life and to change me. I'm here because there's still a work yet to be accomplished. I'm here because God still has a plan for my life. The fact is, if there is breath in my body, then there must be a purpose. For the Bible says, Jeremiah 29 and 11, in the message, I know what I am doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future that you hope for. These are not things that have already happened. He said, I have plans. This is for your future. This is not just what you're going through today. But I want you to know you're here today because I have plans for your tomorrow. You're here today because I still have plans for your life. There's still a purpose I want you to fulfill. There's still people that I need you to reach. We have got to know, like never before, that I am called. That I am called and separated for a purpose. Because here's the deal. We can no longer go about our day saying, well, we're going to see a day again where idols will be worshipped. Because it's happening right now. We can't say, well, we're going to push that off to the side and we're not going to think about it and we'll cross those roads when we get there. No, we've crossed those roads. There are things happening. There is worship going on unto idols every single day. That's happening in your world. It's happening in our schools. It's not just out in the entertainment industry. It is everywhere. You are not going to go in one store, in one restaurant where there is not idols of some kind being worshiped. We're there. And there are a people out there that are worshiping. And they're saying, Diana, Diana. They're praising their God and they're worshiping their God. But there's going to be a people of God that will rise up and say, I know that sound and I know what I hear out there. But when I am alive and there is breath in my lungs, you're going to hear me say, there is no God like Jehovah. There is no one higher than Him. There is no one that can do what.'" my God can do he is Alpha and Omega he's the beginning and the ending he's the first and the last I've come to tell somebody tonight there is a reason for you being here here's the problem with all of these crowds that come together under the banner of being what our world calls woke they're woke woke They come and they hold banners and signs and they watch the news and they go down these rabbit trails on social media and they hear what is being said all around them. And they're adopting these things. And they're adopting these mindsets. And it's because it's all around them. They can't escape it. It's on every channel. It's on every page. Everywhere you scroll. It's this agenda that's being pushed. And it's being pushed into our children. And it's being pushed into our young people. And we're just sitting there. And we're just letting it pump into our minds. And it comes into our souls. And it stirs us so desperately. And it's happening all around us. And what they ought to believe. And they're going through all of these things. But there is not ways. There's not all these different opinions. There is one way. There is one Lord. One faith. One baptism. one, 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 one way to God. The truth is, you and I have. Is not an opinion. The truth that you and I have is priceless and it is not a truth it is the truth what you and I have is a jewel that we ought to cherish because there are a lot of people out there that don't know what they believe there are a lot of people out there tonight that are so confused and go home weeping every night because they've tried this and they've tried that and nothing seems to work you ought to thank God that you have this truth every day you ought to thank God that you hear one sound every Sunday and every Wednesday. And there's not confusion in your mind like that. I'm not saying you don't get bombarded. I'm not saying the enemy doesn't come and put questions in your mind. But you ought to thank God that you know the truth. You ought to thank God that you've been washed and you've been cleansed and you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. This truth I have is so important. No wonder scripture said, buy the truth and sell it not. Second Thessalonians chapter two says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Oh, they're wonders, all right. We look at them and we, wow, that's wonder. But he said it's lying wonder. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You look around at people that once upon a time lived for God, and, and you thought that they loved God so much, and you've seen them, and now they're embracing these ideas of the world. And they're adopting these mindsets that just blow my mind. It's no longer happening just out there. It's coming into the house of God, where people think that certain lifestyles are okay, and certain things are, it's just the world that we're living in. And we've just got to accept that, and it, we've just got to embrace that, and, and and they're, they're accepting these things as truth. And you say, my God, how does that happen? He told us how it happens. The passion says it like this. Speaking of the adversary, he will use every form of evil deception. Every form. Whatever it takes however he's got to confuse you, however he's got to get inside your head, he will use every form of evil deception in order to deceive those who are perishing because they rejected the truth and the love they had of that truth that would lead them to being saved. They said, I don't I don't want the truth. I want a truth. I want a mindset. I I want to just accept some of these things. And because of that, God sends them a powerful delusion that that leads them to believe what is false. He knoweth, Scripture says, that the time he has is but a short time. Your enemy knows his window to mess you up is about this big. But if he knows how much time he has then you ought to make sure that you know how much time you have and say I may not know all the days of my life. And God knows them; and they're numbered. And He knows the day I'm going to pass from this earth. But God help me tonight. God to realize that I am here for this amount of time. And I've got to make the most of every moment. And I've got to love this truth like never before. I've got to cling to it. God if being woke means that I receive a truth that is not the truth. God then I don't ever want to wake up. I want to keep on living for you and keep on serving you and clinging to what I was taught a long time ago that wrong is wrong and right is right. I don't care what world's opinion says, I don't care what the news says, I know what the word says. It says that there is one man and one woman. It says that here, O Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. It says there are some things that are a shame unto God. And if it's a shame to Him, I don't want to be a part of it. I want to live a life that is holy and pleasing and acceptable unto God. He knows why we're here, but do we know why we're here? Do we know that we have been sent here for a purpose? They don't have to know more than you. Those out there, they don't have to have all of the details. They just have to have more people willing to hold signs and talk than you. Heard it said one time, isn't it funny that dumbest people have the most to say? And I've lived long enough to see that that is the truth. Our world has an opinion about everything. They have the answers for everything. And if you need to know how to take care of your headache, you just get online and you'll have 45 people tell you 45 different ways to get rid of that headache. When the truth is, probably not one of them is the truth. Not one of them is accurate. And then you've got people that just want to be wise guys and just chime in and say something ridiculous just to stir the pot. They don't have to agree with you, none of them. They don't have to agree with each other. All they have to do is both disagree with you. They don't have to agree. Our our text said one group was saying one thing and one group was saying another thing. They're not even on the same page. They're not even of the same mindset. And the moment you think they agree on something, they're going to find something they disagree on. And they're going to start arguing about that. And oh, now we can't. I thought we had something going there. But then you think this and I think that. So it doesn't work out anymore. See, part of the problem is we are worried about whether we should join forces with the right or the left instead of just saying, I want to be on the Lord's side. I don't care which way is right and which way is left. I just want to be on the Lord's side. I just want to make sure that I'm in that number. I want to make sure that when he calls that I'm part of that one he calls home and that I'm saved. The crowds do not have an opinion of their own. They stand, but they don't know what they stand for. They speak, but they really don't know what they are saying. If you don't have something that you stand for and believe, you will believe whatever you seem to find or hear. Young people, you hear me. If you don't get a hold of this truth and make up in your mind, this is how I'm going to live. And this is what I want in my life. And I've experienced it. I've tasted it. I've been in services. And I know too much to know this is not real. You ought to embrace this more than you've ever embraced anything before. And say, I've got to know that there are a people out there that are saying different than what I hear and hear. There are people out there that are going to say, well, you're just being brainwashed. And you're just letting your church put that in you. And, and all the while, they're trying to put stuff in you. And they're trying to brainwash you. You've got to say, I can't listen to all of that. I know why I'm here. I have a purpose. God called me. God saved me. And all of these other voices are just a distraction to get me off focus of what I'm supposed to be doing. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. We've got to stand for righteousness. We've got to stand for truth. We're living in an hour where everyone gets involved in these threads and conversation. Everyone has something to say. And just like in our text, one group saying one and one saying another. And it got to the point where they were all confused. They were all lost. They were all bombarded with these thoughts. And it said, and many of them not even knowing why they were there. They just got caught up in the hype. They just got caught up in the emotion. Man, look at that crowd of people over there holding the signs. Let's go over there and let's join in with them. Let's see what they're shouting about. Oh, they're saying, Diana. Oh, Diana. Oh, this one over here, they're saying something else. Let's say whatever they're saying. And we're seeing that in our world. We're seeing these people. And the blind are leading the blind. And they're just seeing a noise and a chaos and and trouble. And they're, oh, i got to get over there and that. And they're waving their hands up. And they're speaking some things. But there's got to be somebody that says, No, you go do that all you want to. And you go say all of those things all you want to. In the meantime, I'm going to keep doing what I've always done. I'm going to keep preaching I'm going to keep converting people I'm going to keep witnessing I'm going to keep baptizing them in the name of Jesus I'm going to keep having apostolic church I'm going to keep coming faithfully on Wednesday night I'm going to keep coming to prayer meeting I'm going to keep fasting Why would you do all of those things? Because it works And it's the reason that I'm here today It's the reason that I'm standing It's the reason I can lift my hands and shout freely. It's the reason I have liberty tonight because He saved me and He set me free. Before long it just becomes utter chaos. But there was one who understood his job. That was to preach the gospel. This Paul knew why he was there. This Paul knew what he was saying. Scripture said, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people. This Paul was a voice of reason. This Paul discredited the lies and walked around declaring truth. And they said, so now our agenda is in trouble. My God, what would happen if there were somebody in this place that would have such a conversion like Saul had and God would so radically change your life that everywhere you went you were not only converting people but you had outside sources worried that you were going to mess up their agenda that you just simply being out in the community caused them to sweat and they said oh no here comes that one again not only have they been turning the crowds but they're crumbling our agenda. They're crumbling our plans and our wicked devices. They are just being here and it's already creating problems for me. What would happen when our young people show up to school and all the students there and the workers with ill motives and the teachers who would like to put some things in your children into their minds that are not truth. But the moment your kid walks into the classroom, they said, hold on, there's something here. It's tearing down my plan it's tearing down my agenda it won't let me speak those lies it won't let me say those words you hear me if God did it then he can do it now if God did it for Paul then he can do it for me let the world look and say my here comes a Preston Hodges he's walking around in the neighborhood and something's got a hold of him and it's tearing down our agenda and our plan may they say there's a shade." In that's walking around and our agenda isn't measuring up to what we thought let there be somebody in the house that would say I know why I'm here I'm on a mission from the God of angel armies and I am here to preach the gospel, I'm here to lay hands on the sick that they might recover, I'm here to see captives set free, I'm here to see revival, I'm here to have prayer meeting, I'm here to have church. They said, now our agenda's in trouble. Our businesses are in danger of being discredited. And also, also the temple of Diana. Also all these people. We've started a, a problem here for all of them. All because of this Paul. It wasn't 40 people. It wasn't a multitude. It wasn't a whole church causing a ruckus. It was this Paul, this one guy that understood why he was here. This one guy that got a hold of truth. This one guy that had an understanding of his purpose. And the calling that God has put on his life. What would happen if just one person got a hold of this? What happens if two got a hold of this? Scripture said if one could put a thousand to flight. Two could put ten thousand to flight. What if another one just happened to get on board. And say I may have forgotten my purpose. But I've been reminded tonight why I'm here. I've been that there is a purpose for my life. I've been reminded that I'm not just here filling a seat and being a bench warmer. But I have been put in this place for a season and for a reason. And I've got to say, God, I don't know what you've got in store for me. But I'm going to be willing participant in whatever you need me to do. I'll teach a Bible study. God, I'll go out and knock doors. God, I'll send somebody. God packages to help them in their their time of need. God, I'll give somebody an offering. God, I'll do whatever I can do. I just want to be a part of this purpose. Paul was saying, in all of this, I love this. When he knows what's happening inside, the Bible says he was doing everything he could to get inside of there. He wanted to be inside of that temple. But he had people saying, no, 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 no. No, 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 no and all I can think of is the little scrappy guy that says, no, come on, let me at them, let me at them, I don't care what they're going to do, I don't care what they're going to say, I'm here for a purpose I'm here for a reason, you can hold me back all you want to hold me back but the moment they come out of those doors, I'm going to preach the moment you put me in prison I'm going to preach, the moment you beat me, I'm going to preach the moment you cast me aside I'm going to preach, why would you do all that, because I have a mandate from God. This Paul, stand with me all over this house. This Paul, this Paul, this sister Sherry Shrum, this brother Shannon Hodges, this brother Minton, this brother Nick, this guy, this one, that one, this one, that one, they are here for a divine purpose and may it be said that this Garrett went out preaching and this brother Dwayne went teaching Bible studies and this one saw great revival and this one oh they were just at work and all of a sudden their co-worker came in and said would you pray for me I need something from God today and I know that you're a Christian I know that you're one of the ones that's been speaking truth would you just lay your hands on me and pray for me and what might happen if there would be a Paul that would rise up in this hour. Paul would write to the church in Thessalonia would say, do you know that all over the provinces of both Macedonia and Achaia, there are believers that are looking up to you? The word has gotten around. Your lives are echoing the Master's Word. Your very being here is echoing a message that God is sharing. Not only in the provinces, but all over the place. Just your life, it's echoing God's Word. Just you breathing and you being here. Word is getting around all over the place. The news of your faith in God, it's out. We don't even have to say anything in, anymore. You're the message. I don't even have to preach anymore. You're getting the word out. You're living the way that you're living. you having church the way you've been having church. You're praying the way you've been praying. That is what is making a difference. People come up and tell us, how you received us with open arms, how you deserted the dead idols of your old life so you could embrace and serve God, the true God. They marvel at how expectantly you await the arrival of His Son whom He raised from the dead. Jesus, who rescued us from certain doom. Hear me tonight. If you are here and there is still breath in your body, then there is a divine purpose for your life. There is still a message somebody needs to hear from you. Somebody needs to see you pray one more time. Somebody needs to see you respond to God's nudge one more time. Somebody is waiting on you so that they can hear that echoing of the Word of God just by you being alive. There's still living to do. There's still loving to give. There's still worship I need to offer. There's still something more for me to give tonight. We are positioned and we are in a place and a purpose for such a time as this. you heard it said so many times. God wouldn't have saved you for this day if He did not intend on you seeing the world's greatest revival. And we look around and we say, Brother Dwayne, how can that be? I mean, I look at Paul and I look at Peter and James and John. and I look at all those guys and I'm thinking, I don't compare myself to them ever. They're like way up here and I'm way down here. And God is saying, I know. But you're the ones that I want to use. You're the ones that I have here for such a time as this. I know it may not make sense to you, but could it be? Could it be, Esther, that you are here for such a time as this? That you have been brought to Webster for such a time as this? That you have found yourself at Greater Life Church for such a time as this? Do we really understand what we are doing when we come into the house of God? Or are we guilty of just being another voice in the crowd and just talking and, and getting involved? Do we really know why we are here? Or are we like those then that one was talking over here and one was talking over there, but nobody was really on the same page? Or do you feel like when I come into the house of God, I come with one mind and one accord with my brothers and sisters That when we come into the house of God Chains are going to break Walls are going to be brought down Somebody's going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost Somebody's going to see breakthrough Well why are you saying all that? Because that's why I'm here That's why I'm here That's why I come into the house of God That's why I preach the way that I preach And I pray the way that I pray And that's why you live the way that you live And that's why you're here tonight You may have thought you come just by accident, but there's a purpose to you being here tonight. Paul was imprisoned, but he said there was purpose to my chains. There was a reason for me being chained up to that guy. He needed the Holy Ghost. Oh, the guy that came in after him, yeah, he needed the Holy Ghost too. And the one that came after him, yeah, he needed the Holy Ghost too. And Paul said it over and over and over again. I love it. He said, I'm an apostle. But oftentimes in scripture, he will say, Paul, a prisoner for him. I'm not just an apostle. But even in my chains, I'm a prisoner for him. Even in my situation I'm in right now, I'm in it because of him and for him. And if I'm going to be in chains, then you better watch out. Because I'm going to preach to you. If you put me in a dungeon, you better watch out. Because I'm going to sing at midnight. If you try to box me in, you better watch out. Because there is purpose within my soul. God, remind me why I teach Sunday school. Remind me, God, why I greet. Remind me, God, why I pray. Remind me, God, why I come up here and sing. Remind me, God, why I attend church. Remind me, God, when I'm at my job, that I am a worker for you. God, I'm an engineer for you. God I'm a lawyer for you I'm a banker for you I'm an apostle for you I'm a Sunday school teacher for you God I'm a witness for you that's why I'm here Lord it's not by accident but for a purpose God remind somebody right now the reason they are here God is to tell somebody about you the reason they are still here is because there is a work left undone done. I open these altars tonight for somebody who wants that burden reignited. That passion to come alive again that reminds you why you're here and reminds you why you do what you do and reminds you of who you are. This Paul, this Paul I'm here for a reason I'm here to tell somebody about Jesus I'm here to tell somebody of the goodness of God I don't teach Sunday school to babysit children on Sunday morning I teach Sunday school so that those babies hear the word of the Lord I don't just greet to have a position. I greet because there are people that are coming from a dark world that need a smile. They need a handshake. They need arms wrapped around them. Telling them God loves them. Your name is He. Woo! He